All right, so the Avalanche streaky season continues. Is this just what we're going to expect from the Avalanche this season, or are they going to break out of this at some point and be a little bit more consistent? A lot to talk about on today's episode of Locked on Avalanche, coming at you. Your Locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Lockdown Avalanche podcast. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Make sure to follow us on our social media outlets, LLP and underscore Avalanche on X, Lockdown Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. Make sure you are subscribed to our subtext as well. Link to that is in the show notes below. When you do, you become one of our very special insiders. Chat with Kyle and I one-on-one and we get your opinion on everything Avalanche. Like we definitely will do uh, during this episode on what's going on with the Avs right now. Let's just jump in right there, Mr. Sullivan. Uh, like I said in the beginning, like it's just been a streaky season. There's you, you, you are having win streaks followed by losing streaks, followed by win streaks, followed by losing streaks. And then it trickles down to the players. You're having players have streaky seasons where they're, they're really good for a handful of games and then they're kind of invisible. So we'll cover all of that stuff, but just, I kind of want to get your lay of the land right now on how, like, where are you right now? Because it's tough for me. It's tough to answer it because it's like, yeah, right now it's 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 not good. You you you're you're losing you know handful of games again, uh, but when things are going well, it's like okay, like now things are good. This is how we expect this team to play. So it's just, what are we getting from this team? <laughs> what are we getting? And despite all that, they're in first place. Despite all that, they're in first place. Go ahead. All right. All right. All right. <clears throat> I'm I'm glad that we get to have this talk here. Everydayers, welcome. Welcome to this this forum that we're having here. This is a closed door talk, meeting. Closed door. Meeting. door just <laughs> don't tell anybody this is going on. But you, you talk about streaky inconsistency. Look at the last five games. That's yeah. a that's one and four in the last five. Like um make it one and five in the last six. Well yeah, really what it is. We're, yeah. We're, the Arizona game and like this is we're t- yeah rewind to mm-hmm. two very attractive guys that do a locked on avalanche show <laughs> looking at this December schedule saying wow December that's a winnable month absolutely you, you really can't make any excuses for dropping a game in December especially look at that five game homestand wow we zowie mm-hmm. now look at them this is it's it, it's embarrassing and Watching that Philly Flyer game, my word, you want consistency. They're consistently not, there's no effort. There's no, if you, if mm. you watch the locked on NHL, me and Gil, we, we talk about this a little bit, and this is something that's just a theme going through this avalanche team. There's no, all the small things. Now I know why the song's not being played anymore because the avalanche are not doing all the small things to put a, team together like yeah <laughs> on its face this team should be better than last year if you go out and get ross colton miles wood and ryan johansson this is a better team 
We were talking about it before the season even started. This team mm-hmm. is an all-star team. Why are they putting forth such an abysmal effort against Winnipeg? It was a loss. This Flyers game, inexcusable. I, yeah. I put this one up with the, the St. Louis 8-2 game. Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird because the, the wins, for the most part, look really good. Um, and the losses look really bad. You, you're not having those losses where it's a grind out game and, you know, it could just go either way. And you have that loss where you're like, you really feel like gutted because you played so well and you just lost that game. It's yin or yang right now with, with this team. And like I said, like when, 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 when things are clicking, we've seen it mm-hmm. right before this one in five stretch they were what six and one seven and uh, uh one two three four five seven and one before this current one and five and and you know we keep going back to that one loss during that that one stretch was against the predators where they just collapsed in the last minute so you know you you have just you, you see good parts of this team and you're just waiting for that to continue. And I don't want to be that guy that's because, you know, the Avalanche, you know, uh, a couple of years ago won, won a Stanley Cup and they're a, a good team. Like, we just naturally think they're going to come out of it. I do. I do. I think this team is too good um, to for this to continue all season long. But I know there's some people out there that, like, let's say the Avs do kind of like, you know, just get into a good flow. Because this has happened for the first two and a half months of the season, I think there's people like even, you know, going into a playoff spot that'll be in the back of their minds. Like, are the abs going to fall back into early season form, which I will always say this people hang on how teams start the season. Like when, when the playoffs come around and if a team is limping into the postseason. Teams will say, well, like, well, that team started hot. We're going to, you know, th- they'll just catch that lightning in a bottle again. And, and, and the playoffs will be like the beginning of their season. That is not the case. So, yes, while right now it's it's just hit or miss with the Avs. And right now, I, I, I grant it's grand. I, I give it to you that when the game starts, I genuinely don't know what team is going to show up. You don't know. And, and it, you know, if, if it's going to go good, it's going to go good. If it's going to go bad, it's going to go bad. But how they are playing at the end of the year, and I know I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, but this is the reality of it. How you play heading into the playoffs is what you really, really want. And and, and we will get there eventually. And if they're heading into the playoffs on a really nice run and been playing well for the, you know, during most of February and March and what's left of April, you'll feel better about it. You don't feel good about it right now because it's just. You don't know what team is going to show up on puck drop. And the Avalanche, let's be honest, like going back to this December schedule, they're not making it easy on themselves when that time comes. The Avalanche could be banking wins that they should have by now. Yeah, definitely. Like they're making it to where they're going to really have to find a way to really make an impact at the end of the season. Like this is, you could be, clinching the playoffs a month before the playoffs roll around. If you could get wins against Winnipeg, Arizona, the Ducks, Mm -hmm. like 
these are games that the Avalanche on paper with this team are comprised. Sackick and Farland put this team together for games like this. But on the ice, when the when the Philly Flyers have the lead and you're sitting there watching the effort the Avalanche are putting on the ice, and you're like, well, that's it. Yeah, no, you know, I agree with that. Like, like when when, when the abs are, are are down, uh, it's a challenge to get back. Yeah, it really and and that's that's not something we're used to as Avalanche fans in the past couple of years. You're you're used to this team always grinding. Um, what what was the 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 game um against Dallas when mm-hmm. when they were down three nothing and then scored the six? Like, I mean, you're not used to that. You're not scoring used to scoring six unanswered. But you're used to this team battling and getting back in. And and right now you're you're used to seeing like if they get down, man, like and you miss it. I've said this before, like and and they have a chance that they miss on. You're like, I don't know when the next chance is going to come. Yeah, and that, and that was an example in that Winnipeg game. They got down, and that whole third period, you're like, Man. they're running out of time. They're running yeah. out of time. They're running out of time. And then you felt that way through the second period. And you're like, oh, if they could just turn around the third. And you look, and it's 13 minutes to go in the third, and then six minutes, and then three. And you're just – the game escapes them, and they can never get out of their own way and put yeah. something together. Guess what? Hey, Avalanche – I know this is a just a foreign concept, but if you get out there ahead initially and continue going with that full-on pressure, you make it where you don't have to come from behind in the third period and mm-hmm. whittle away like those chances you take. If I would just love for the Avalanche to hit the ice as the better team and not have to prove it some way down the line mid-game, like a. Yeah. It doesn't matter who the goalie is. Yorgiev, Prozvatov, I don't need a save to swing momentum. They need to go yeah. out and score a goal in the first minute or two and just continue rolling. Yeah. Um, but I want to ask the question, is this just what this team is going to be this year? Will, will, will they overcome this streakiness, or are we just going to have to deal with this? And are the Avs like – Tampa Bay of years past. And I'll explain what I mean in that coming up next. <laughs> but right now we're going to hear from eBay Motors and its passion, drive and patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into the Nathan McKinnon trilogy of speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home the win so keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible, item, eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers. All right. So, yeah, with the abs just being, you know, so up and down, we've, we've discussed it, obviously, the first segment. We've discussed it before. It's just who they are right now. That's their identity It right now is a streaky team, and you don't know which team you're going to get. Do we expect that to be? be the story of this year's Colorado Avalanche or I mean we're not even at the halfway point yet so 
you know, we got a long way to go. Do they correct it and get back to more consistent avalanche hockey that we've come to know the past handful of seasons? What do you think? For the love of God, I hope this is not the course the avalanche take for the rest of the season. And honestly, I'm tired of talking about the team and the sum of its parts. And this team needs to go out and prove what they can do. I don't need to hear what Miles Wood can bring to the team, what Ross Colton can bring to the team, what Ryan Johansson can bring to the team, what Miko Rantanen has done for the team and Nathan McKinnon, and what Kale McCarr has done for the state of hockey. Mm-hmm. I need this team to go out and prove it. Because this it reminds me a little bit of Shaq and the Super Lakers when they had Gary Payton, Carl Malone, Kobe Bryant, and Shaq. And the team couldn't do anything. They didn't make an impact. They were put together to be unbeatable. And mm-hmm. that w- we were having that conversation before the season started. Mm-hmm. But when you see the Avalanche put efforts together like this, and you talk about, well, we have a long way to go. We were just talking about a long way to go at the quarter report of the season. That's gone. Right. And we're, we're coming up. We're almost to the middle of December. And then we have January coming up. This team needs to find their footing now. And with this roster, it should be easier then they are making it on themselves. And it's it's frustrating because you know this team can do it. They just need yeah. to put the effort together and not just coast in and say, we're the avalanche and expect to, us. to be it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's not enough anymore. <laughs> yeah. You're not even the defending Stanley Cup champions anymore. You're a little bit of old news. Yeah. And you are on the cusp of becoming like the St. Louis Blues of Cup winners and like the Washington Capitals. Yeah. Like you, you had your good year. You got bounced by Seattle last year, and you want to make up for that. And this is not how you do that because you're going to make it so much harder on yourself, and you're going to be a lower seed when all is said and done. The Avalanche need to get it together if they're trying to get to the cup or take on revenge for getting bounced last year. They're going the opposite direction. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're saying it's streakiness and, and it's, it trickles down to the players. And and right now, like you're seeing um, Nathan McKinnon just he's excelling right now. And and that's something that we we've, we've talked about the, the past couple of weeks. And now he is hitting his stride. And it's just like, OK, while he's hitting his stride, Miko Rantanen is going in the opposite direction. Kale McCarr, he, he I don't know how much this injury is lingering around for him. Maybe he need, he should have taken a couple more days or games off to get back to maybe a little bit healthier. I don't know, but all there, there's so many moving parts where you know guys are starting to play well while other guys are you know on a downswing, and you just have to feel like at sooner or later all this stuff should come together. You've seen it, you've seen it all come together, and when when it it goes wrong, it just needs to go wrong for just one game. You're gonna lose games. You're good. And, and that that was what the Avalanche were so good at was bouncing back yes. and, and not having two game losing streaks. You know what I mean? Like they, they during that that cup run, like that, or the cup season, like they were so good at that. And now like the losses just linger. They linger around for some reason. And so, I love and I love the conversation about mixing up the lines. And mm-hmm. after the Avalanche won that game and everybody see what happens when you mix up the lines. Now, what do we have to say? It mixing doesn't up last. The lines, it, it doesn't, doesn't last. last. Right. And guess what? When things are going bad like they are, did you see the end of that Flyers game? Things mm-hmm. got right back to normal. Yeah. Because guess what? When the Avs were winning, that's how the lines worked. Yeah. When you mix things up, it's not a permanent fix. Right. And you put the roster back because 
the mixing the lines does not solve everything and it hasn't solved everything it's just they have to find the sum of the parts and make it work because right now it's not no but, but the amazing thing is like and i alluded to it earlier like they're in first place the abs seem to do this like with with, with there's something in their way last year was injuries and they stay afloat and and they're going through this right now now it's on the ice last year was off the ice was just injuries and everything and this year it's it's what's happening on the ice is just they can't get everybody on the same page at the same time um and despite that they're still in first place well so they have that ability to do that the abs are 16 9 and 2 the philly flyers that we were laughing and poking fun at are 15 10 and 2 yeah they're right there so the central isn't helping like yes the abs are up there but -hmm. when it comes to the grand scheme of things if you want to drop this team into the playoffs right now the the way they're playing on the ice they're not going to be really any team playoff worthy in the west right now so i and that's where i wanted to bring up the tampa bay thing because you said it a few minutes ago that you know they keep doing this over the if this is what defines their season just the streakiness of a season they'll end up as a lower seed. Tampa Bay, over the past handful of years, is a team that doesn't care where they are in the playoffs. They just know like they they need to get into the playoffs and then they can do what they, you know, do their damage there. It's worked for them. I'm not saying this is the the route that the Avalanche are planning on going. The Avalanche are going to try to right this ship and be a more consistent team throughout the duration of the season. If that doesn't happen and we do get this up and down season, they still will make the playoffs. And then do you feel like they have the the mindset if if that's the way it's going over the course of the season and then the last month of the year, like, okay, now like the, the playoffs are in sight. Let's just get there. And then literally anything is we've seen it anything is possible in the playoffs. I know that's not where you want to say like, Oh, now we have to correct things. But do you think the avalanche have at least the mindset of like, we just, we know we're a good team. We just got to get to the playoffs. We have more veterans on the team this year than we did last year. No, let us get to the playoffs. And then, and then, you know, no holds barred. You know, I, I Tampa and Colorado, they're the two, the big difference between the two, Tampa earned that right to be whatever seed they wanted to be and go out there and do Tampa. Sure. But I think that was internal with Tampa Bay because on the outside, people were looking at them and be like, what's wrong with Tampa? They're not as good as it. Their record doesn't reflect what they were last year. And they secretly, they were like, we want you to think that. Well, that's not what the avalanche are doing. I'm not saying this is, this is carbon copies avalanche are doing. I'm just saying with Tampa, they were just like, let people think that. Because we know what you know, we we've had injuries, and we know this, this, that, and the third, and then just get us to the playoff, and then you'll see what we're really made out of—a veteran team. Well, this Colorado Avalanche team—if that's their secret, wonderful master plan, conspiracy theory, galaxy brain effort that the Colorado mm-hmm. Avalanche are trying to do—why would you perform like that on Military Appreciation Night at home against the Philadelphia Flyers? No, no I know. I, I'm not saying that that's the plan. I'm not saying well, that's that, the plan. What I'm saying is it, it this, like. If if they if with like a month left in the season and they they've just accepted that this year is just so up and down, but let's just get to the playoffs. This Colorado Avalanche team, 2023-2024 Colorado Avalanche team has proved nothing to this point that they are going to do anything of worth in the in the playoffs at all. 
They could mm-hmm. think that all day long and look at themselves in the locker room and say, ha ha, just wait till the playoffs. <clears throat> Show it to me on the ice. Have a 10 nothing route of anybody. Anybody. I don't care who it is. It could be Anaheim, San Jose. You have Calgary coming up. You have Buffalo coming up. Prove it. Hey, guess what? Last time you saw Buffalo, that was a 4 nothing shutout. So prove it to me against someone. Then we might have this conversation. But right now, this Avalanche team has proven nothing. What's our subtext people think? Uh, we are going to get to that next. And uh, Gabe Landeskog, Jared Bednar says he's going to be hanging around the team more. Will that just help? <laughs> we'll talk about that uh, coming up next. Right now, we're going to hear from Sleeper. And we talk about Sleeper all the time. And we talk about how if there is a no- another app out there that's better than Sleeper for daily fantasy, hockey, and sports. And is there Kyle Sullivan? There is not. There is simply not a better Absolutely app than Sleeper. Not. Absolutely not. You could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. And Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy Sports and especially Daily Fantasy Hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. All you have to do is pick a stud like who, Mr. Sullivan? For the Avalanche against the Flames. Ross, the boss, Colton. Love it. For some reason, I love that one. So I think I'm going to go with you on Ross Colton. And you can pick Ross Colton to record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus minus, and more in any given game. So use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply that code is locked on NHL. See sleepers' terms of use for details and locational availability. All right, uh, let's get to our subtext people. They obviously are weighing in on uh, what's going on with the abs right now. This is Vargar. I have a hard time thinking it's not a lack of leadership. Uh, the talent is there, although McCarr doesn't look 100%. Coaching is there. What else could it be? Yes, Lekkinen's absence is a loss. Uh, so is the defensive depth with Sammy G. Uh, is there? It's either poor locker room chemistry or a lack of leadership. Probably both. I've been saying this whole season. I don't think this team lacks leadership, and I still don't feel that way. You're, you're not. This team hasn't been around each other as as long as they have been. The core of these guys and losing Gabe Landeskog suddenly just makes the leadership of this team fall apart. It changes it for sure, but I don't think that because Gabe Landeskog is not around there, and we will be talking about him, like I said, of him coming back and hanging around the team in a minute. Um, but I, I just, I just can't put myself there. I just don't feel like that. That that you know, the, the the guys that are left to lead this team team can't do it. I think it's just they gotta just play better. That's... Sometimes it's all it boils down to, and sometimes we want we want to you know like we're talking about just kind of break it down to the nuts and bolts of it and, and, and fine tune things and micromanage all this stuff. Sometimes it's just that Kyle. Sometimes it's just play better. Stop thinking. Like you said, stop thinking that we're just going to walk into a barn and people are going to bow down to the avalanche. Stop thinking that stop overthinking everything and just play better hockey. It's that simple. Sometimes, you know, I honestly, it might be a little bit of that. Varger might be touching the, it might not be a lack of leadership, but the Avalanche OGs 
the Mikos, mm -hmm. the Kales, the Nates. After stretches like this, you need not so much a leader to direct every game, but somebody to sit up in that locker room and say, guys, this is embarrassing. And turn over to your new guys and say, this is not what we do, and we're going to get back on track. Not just, well, that was unfortunate. We didn't play our best. Rinse, wash, repeat next game. You need somebody to step up and say, guys, this is not how we play hockey. This is this is not Avalanche branded hockey. And that's yeah. where you need that voice to come from. Not somebody to quarterback and just mimic everything Bednar says in the locker room and be that rah-rah guy. You need somebody to say, guys, this is embarrassing. We are better than this. Right. Let's prove it. But I think they they've done that. Like they, they've they've had those meetings and, and I'm sure that they even talk about like guys like that's not how we play. And then they turn around and, and eventually correct it. And we've seen them go on a run. It's just not sustaining it. If that's the issue right now is if, 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 you know, it was, this is embarrassing. And that was for the duration of the season, they'd be down with Chicago right now, but they're not. So they, they have those moments that are bad. And the problem is they've had multiple moments of, of things being bad. It's not just, hey, it happened early in the season. We've corrected it. And yeah, we're going to have a loss here and there. And maybe we'll have even two losses in a row. And then we correct it. It's just, like I said earlier, when it's good, it's really good. And when it's bad, it's really bad. And you're constantly having to have those conversations of this is embarrassing. Instead of just having it once in the beginning of the season and moving on from it. I <clears throat> Don't let that central division status fool you. Because if you take the loser points and add it to the loss, this team is 16 and 11. That's five games over 500. Yeah. That's where you need to be looking. This team, record wise and standing wise, might look a little better, but they're five games over 500. And that's not Avalanche hockey this deep in the season. Uh, Madam Battleaxe, um, I'm sad to see that we just can't stay consistent. Uh, we have to win face offs. I don't think the lines are the problem. Cohesion and a little more discipline. I think she absolutely. Um, I think coach Bednar has a rough road ahead and she gives her prediction for the flames game. She says three to two abs doesn't say if it's an overtime. So I'm, I'm just going to assume she, she means if overtime. It's battle axe, it's overtime. <laughs> uh, it will not be a clean win where we are not consistent with our game and need to clean it up, but she still thinks that, that they take that game, but I, she's right. She's yep. right. I think it's, um, you know, we brought in Colton and, and Ryan Johansson and we thought our face-off problems were solved. They're not. <laughs> Who knew it was Nico Sturm all along? All along. It was, uh, yes, the one and only Miko. Tanya, I think the number one problem uh, Colorado's having right now is Miko. Sooner or later, he'll start scoring again, and I think things will be just fine. Um, any loss is painful, and if you ask me the night of... Uh, if you ask me... Any loss is painful in the end of the world, but these losses aren't bothering me as much for two reasons. One, they're still holding their own in the standings. And two, it just feels temporary. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Like, I do. Like, I'm, I'm not. There's no panic button in my office here. None. And I know for some that, you know, that that's not the case. But uh, I'm, I'm kind of I'm with, like, yeah, the losses, the losses have been easy to digest because they've been playing so bad in the losses. I hate the losses where you're playing well and, you know, you just get out muscled for that last goal. I hate those losses. Yeah. These losses I, I'm okay with because you, you can look at it from as an avalanche team and be like, like you were saying, like, guys, come on, we're, we're better than this. 
it's it's because we're both we're both fathers and we are giving the colorado avalanche we know you can do better (laughs) we're disappointed we love you but we know you can do better that's what Um, this is but she says miko is is you know it's it's a concern right now right now and i yeah just like the team i think he's gonna snap out of this but you would love for him to do it while nathan mckinnon has snapped out of it and they can do this together you know maverick and goose style that's and if you want to draw parallels to last season and the avalanche success miko was a big motor behind the avalanche so huge you could you could draw a lot of parallels to Miko's production and where he sits and the success of this avalanche team, the discussion on who actually drives this team in the shadows or up front, whether it's Nate or Miko, we could discuss that all day long for eight hours if we want. But Miko is just as valuable as Nathan McKinnon. And if he's not there, don't expect it to last forever. Remember last year when it was like, it was all injuries and you would get somebody back. And then that game, somebody else would get hurt. Yep. And it was like whatever you got back, something was taken away. And I feel like that's on the ice this year. Like it was the goaltending for a little while. And then Georgiev started playing better. And then then what was it? It was the power play went sour. And that seems to be, you know, be getting better. And now now it's a Kel McCarr injury or sort of, you know, or Miko's playing, but it's you're correct. You're putting out these fires and they're starting to play better. But it's like, okay, when Miko starts getting hot, now it's like, okay, what's what's gonna happen now? You know, and then, you know, Lekkanen got hurt. It's just, there's all these little things. Last year was off the ice. This year, it's on the ice. Um, This is Easton, I believe. Yes. Uh, He says, I'm not sure. It seems like they just give up easier this year or just don't have the same grit as last year. Last year, it seemed uh, like even during the bad stretches, everyone was uh, white knuckling and at least giving a bit of an effort. And this year, there just seems to be more coasting. I don't know. 100%. 100%. Yeah. You're yeah. Watching the, you're Which watching is odd all... because last year they didn't have a gritty team. Yeah. They were not a gritty team last year. They went out, they got bigger, they got stronger, they kept their their speed. Um, and, you know, they're, it's not like they're just phoning it in. Um, and they are gritty when they need to be, but they're not like, they're not gritty forward. They're not gritty first still. Last year it was fight or flight and they had to survive. This year they're just... Oh, the project's due tomorrow. We'll try tomorrow. <laughs> we'll take an ambient. <clears throat> <laughs> do the project at midnight. You betcha. Um, so Gabe Landeskog apparently is going to be around the team a little bit more. All his rehab has been going on in Toronto. So he's been away from the team. And he said like he didn't want to be doing his rehab at the avalanche headquarters just because he didn't want to like take away from the team didn't want to take away resources uh you didn't want to be the hardest working avalanche member on the team <laughs> with one knee um so you know and, that, and that's a wonderful thing for him to say right so but I, I guess the plan now is for him to be around the team more what that means what that looks like I don't really know. I'm just assuming maybe that's just at, at practice. He's just on the bench more at the games. He's in the locker room with them. I would love if – I don't know if he can be on the bench. I don't think he can. That would be awesome. If you know a guy's out for the full duration of the year, could he be like a de facto like uh, a coach for the for the season and on the bench? Oh, he's going to be That'd like be – nice. he's going to be the Avalanche version of Taylor Swift, and we're going to be looking for him in every arena trying to find where he's sitting. <laughs> Like, games at the game, we're going to win. Yeah. 
So, I, I mean, it can only help, it's like morale, anyway. Yep. So, what do you think? What do you think of this? And just being around the guys more. No, <laughs> we just talked about it in the first two segments. You want to talk about leadership? Well, the man's come around. He's here. The captain will be around this team. And we were just talking about somebody to say, hey, this is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Just imagine Gabe Landeskog comes back and sees the mess of a team that he's left behind and says, hey, like, how, how do you explain, hey, Gabe, this is what we've been doing. Like, that's <laughs> that's kind of embarrassing. And you kind of want to step it up a little bit. And Gabe's going to say, I brought my one good leg over here to kick you in the butt. Yeah. Like, it's you you want to play a little bit better for Gabe Landeskog because he has sacrificed so much to get back to this team. And now that you're on this team, you're giving so little. I think that's going to balance out. And I think you're going to see the spark, the return of Landeskog. I'll say this, like, again, fast forwarding to the end of the year. If Gabe Landeskog hanging around the team more is where this team starts to be more consistent. And we look back and be like, oh, you know, December, I think he got there, I don't know, just say December like 8th. The avalanche record from December 8th on was incredible. That only adds to the Gabe Landeskog legend. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and his captain, like as one of the best captains in avalanche history and right and still in the National Hockey League, even though he's not playing. Yeah. It only adds to it. So we'll see. We'll see where this goes. Maybe it is. Maybe it is that that turning point that they need. And just having that guy there in the flesh just helps a little bit more. And, and, and I think it would. I mean, it would. I can tell you right now, if I was on that team, I'd, I'd stand to attention and be like, okay, I got to play more. Bosses in town. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that would. It would be. It would be humbling for the OGs. Yeah. And the new guys. It would be good to see who set the tone and the standard for Colorado right. Avalanche hockey. Right. So we'll see where it goes. Uh, yeah. So we will discuss the the game against the Avalanche and the Flames uh, tomorrow. I do want to end the show. Not, not so much on a sad note, but I did get another message from uh, a listener, Matt Harvey. And he asked me to uh, send a, a shout out to their dog that they had to say goodbye to. Uh, and his name was Baxter. And I have to, I have to, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to say that they, they got that name from Ron Burgundy and Anchorman. Or they Buster must have Baxter got. from Arthur. Um, Was it, was that Baxter? Yeah. Buster, Buster Baxter was Arthur's best friend. Really? Okay. See, I, I went straight to Anchorman and Ron I went Burgundy. to Arthur. I was homeschooled. Baxter, <laughs> Baxter ate food right out of the fridge. I'm not even mad. Uh, but he said, you know, his son, uh, whose name is Logan and Baxter were best friends and they had to they had to say goodbye to him and he sent me pictures of him cute cute dog oh my god what a dog a uh, a puggle and beagle half, no or puggle half half pug half beagle cute dog so uh Logan we're here for you man and uh it's never an easy thing to do but you have pictures and you have videos and uh you will always have those special moments of Baxter between you and him forever. So uh, good boy, Baxter. All right. Um, that's going to wrap it up for today, everyone. Thanks for tuning in making it your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Uh, until then, we'll be back tomorrow, like I said, to discuss the abs and flames. Let's get a convincing win here. That, that would, I think, help people out a little bit. Just get a convincing win. So until then, 
Uh, thank you for tuning in and making your first listen of the day. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, and I am Chris Maselli. This is the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go! Go, Abs, go!